As Michigan's most powerful and influential voice for business, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce stands ready to serve you. Go to mychamber.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-M-B-E-R.com to learn more now. graduation season, a time when the next generation celebrates the successes of their youth and looks forward to the future. But one graduation ceremony this week marks a bit more than that. When I think of an Oxford Wildcat, I think of being strong. It's a time of reflection on the students whose futures were cut short and the students who carry on their legacy, like Oxford High School graduation speaker Kylie Osage, who was injured in the school shooting November 30th. When I think of an Oxford Wildcat, I think of being resilient. Resilience is the ability to withstand and recover quickly. Despite the challenges given to us this year, we took back our school. Oxford High School held its graduation ceremony on May 19th for the class of 2022. It's the first class to graduate since the school became the scene of the deadliest U.S. school shooting in four years. On this episode, we visit Oxford to talk to a few graduates. They agreed to speak because they wanted the world to know the good that came after something so horrific and to know the hope in their hearts. I represent our class as like a heart because we were broken, but with everything that we've done now, we're just putting our heart back together piece by piece and like day by day. The four kids, Hannah, Tate, Madison, and um, Justin, they, they really showed the best of Oxford. I want to honor the four that we lost because there's going to be two that should be walking with us. Just seeing how our community like came together it's giving me hope for future communities and things like that because of how far we've come since the tragedy. I'm Kerry Jr. the second and this is On the Line. Could you please introduce yourself? Yes, I am Lily Altavina, and I'm the education equity reporter at the Detroit Free Press. We uh, joined you this week in Oxford, Michigan. Um, And can you just set the stage for why we were there? Yeah, so May 19th is Oxford High School's graduation. And um, Oxford High School, as you know, has had a really difficult year. It was punctuated by a really brutal tragedy on November 30th. In the afternoon, a shooting left four students dead, six students injured, um, one teacher injured, and, you know, just a lot of people, school staff included, and students with a lot of trauma. And and who were the students um, that died that day? Their names are Hannah St. Juliana, Tate Muir, Madison Baldwin, and Justin Schilling. Were any of them a, a part of the senior class that's graduating this week? Yes, Madison and Justin were. You know, we spent a lot of time in Oxford over the last six months talking to people about what went wrong, about the events around that. Um, But for this story, we really wanted to talk to the seniors who are leaving Oxford High School. And more than that, we wanted a story about what they're feeling now, which, you know, in a lot of cases is hope and a lot of other complicated feelings. And so what we ended up with is a lot of really amazing conversations with, you know, some really smart now high school graduates. 
Can you provide their names of who we spoke to? Yeah. So we have Zoe Ture, and Zoe is a senior who actually came in every day to Oxford High from Pontiac. We met Zoe at the home of the Bagel Bomb uh, at Evergreen's coffee shop. Zoe had just come back from graduation practice. Hi. Oh my God, I'm scared. <laughs> and Zoe told us kind of her experience as one of 30 black students in a school of 1800 students. And Zoe, you know, has created an affinity group for black students. Uh, and then I'm part of a mentorship. So it's kind of like a class where we go to the middle school and we kind of teach kids like not to bully. After uh, the shooting, she spoke up about gun control with March for Our Lives. Um, she is somebody who really values community and school spirit. Next, we talked to Bryce Essman. He's actually six foot eight inches. Uh, so he is he was towering over, you know, most of us at the interview. We met at Bryce's house. Um, it's like a beautiful kind of farm-esque property. Bryce has a really cute, I think it, it was a beagle, right? Copper? Yeah, oh, copper. Yes, we got to give copper a shout out. And Bryce is, you know, headed to Wayne State next year. Uh, he is very into basketball. It's probably my favorite activity, I would say, besides like hanging out with family and friends. And then being in school with, with the people, I guess. I think he is really proud of Oxford and Oxford's spirit and how the community came together after so much tragedy. So next, after, after Bryce, who do we have the pleasure of meeting? We met Lauren Hudson at Oakland University, uh, where her mom works. And we met Lauren and her mom, Marsha, inside an education library. I'm on the Oxford varsity soccer team. So this year we won our league. I'm part of mentorship, so I'm part of the kindness committee. So our idea was that every month that we would go to every single class and give like a student something. Finally, we met up with Jace McCarthy, and Jace kind of told us about why he has been so active in talking to the school board, condemning the school board for some of their actions around the memorial. So tell us a little bit about high school. What are some of the highlights for you? Definitely choir and music and the arts. I um, have been in choir since as long as I can remember. I've done the musical every year besides COVID. It's my favorite thing, and I'll keep those memories close to me. <laughs> Jay said he really, really enjoyed football games with his friends. Um, just I, Football seems to be a real threat here. Everybody really likes football. What kind of stuff have you guys been getting up to at these final months of senior year? Um, we try to just do stuff like, especially since I had like the car this month, we'll do stuff like we'll go out to see a movie or we'll go out to eat. Or honestly, the past... The biggest thing that we've done in the past couple months, which might sound like really dumb, is we just like sat in the school parking lot and like talked in the school parking lot for like hours. Doesn't sound dumb at all. <laughs> so and actually, I'm just realizing like the context of your sophomore year was like COVID. That's when COVID hit, right? Yeah. And we used to complain so much about going to school like freshman year until we realized like once you don't have it, it's actually pretty like sad to not be going to school every day and have all that social energy around you. This year was um, really close to normal. Like we have like a senior window at our school, and there's this courtyard with a big open window and a little ledge, and that's where we all like congregate, kind of. And we would just do like the funniest stuff there. 
How do you think the shooting has shaped you in your senior year? I think it has shaped me to, I guess, let loose a little, do the things that I wouldn't have done because, you know, it's a little scary or, you know, taking the risks to have more fun, to have a, more of a smile on my face. I think it shaped my senior year in not a good way. It made, it made me just kind of reset for a second and just uh, look at everything in a, in a newer light and just um, take people's time and just who they are as um, so much more uh, important. Um, it's definitely made me a lot more like, I don't want to say closed off, but I don't, I never was one to talk about my feelings and things like that, but it's also given me a lot more hope in a way because even though so much bad happened to us, there's been so much good to like come out of the experience. Just seeing how our community like came together, it's given me hope for like future communities and things like that because of how far we've come since the tragedy. It made me realize how precious life is and how one moment you can be just so innocent and then it just feels like it's been taken from you and you just need to mature and you deal with a lot of things that at our age we shouldn't be dealing with. And I want to live for the four that we lost so Lauren was in a classroom. Um, then she said she was saved by night lock locks that kept everybody that kept, you know, the person in the hallway out of their classroom. Um, Jace was out of school because they had they had feared something was going to happen based on other ominous things that had happened at the school earlier. Zoe was also in a classroom and she was actually in the classroom uh, where that video went viral about, you know, a sheriff's deputy using kind of like it, vernacular that teenagers would use, like saying the word dude, um, that, that actually really freaked them out because they thought that, you know, the shooter had been at their door. Um, and Bryce told us that after the shooting, he sat in, you know, this, this big chair in his living room and just kind of stared into space for a really, really long time. And, you know, just to go off of that story, too, they, they followed up with, you know, the, the following days with in their household, how so many students came over and they had sleepovers and they spent time together. They just wanted to be by each other. Normally in like a grief situation, I feel like personally, you kind of want to lock yourself away. But for me and everybody that I knew at that time, I can't, this is not speak for everybody, but everybody that I knew, it was just immediately on your phone trying to get together. Like we went to the church um, St. Joe's literally the night of and um, despite just I guess the trauma and stuff we all still wanted to be together and that's what's just so nice about our community. What are some of the things that you remember like the ways that the community came together? Um, definitely like when we did probably Justin's vigil is the biggest one because we were all like definitely a wreck. I don't think I've ever received that many hugs. It didn't matter if you were like a popular kid or you were a nerd or jock or what like whatever the standards are. And I honestly can't wait to come back and be a, I guess an old, an older guy in the back, watching, <laughs> watching, watching the football games and just seeing next year how electric it's going to be. And I, and I can't thank the community enough for just being behind us because we were really the first sport to play after everything. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to say there's good that comes from that kind of thing because yeah. you can't downplay it, but at the same time you also can't let the other person win 
or let that, I guess, evil um, take over and just beat you. After the break, how students continue to honor the classmates they lost, what they make of their high school careers, and what they want you to know. As Michigan's leading statewide business advocacy organization, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce is on the job every day standing up for job providers in the legislative, political, and legal arenas. We are the unified voice of thousands of members who employ over one million Michiganders. We work with trade associations and local chambers of commerce of every size and kind in all 83 counties of the state. We know business in Michigan. Learn more today about how we can protect, connect, and strengthen your business. Whether that's advocating on your behalf at the Capitol, helping meet your informational training and networking needs, or boosting your bottom line visibility and voice, we're on the job for you. Make my chamber your chamber. Go to mychamber.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-M-B-E-R.com, to learn more now. And we're back, speaking with reporter Lily Altavina about the Oxford High School graduating class of 2022. We left off with students recalling how the community came together after the school shooting in November and how they started to move forward. I didn't even want to go back to that school. Lauren Hudson. But now I'm very grateful for everyone that I have around me. And I like want to live life and I want to get a good job and I want to build a family in everything for the four that we lost like I have I'm very determined in life now because of what happened sounds like it provided us with clarity Mm -hmm. I went through a phase where I wasn't eating this sounds horrible I wasn't eating I wasn't sleeping I was just like it was just like I was just there and I I couldn't cry anymore because I just had no tears And everything just physically hurt. And then I just started waking up and thinking about how I can't live this way. Because they're looking at us saying, okay, like, we're gone, but you need to live it out for us. In that conversation with Lauren, she talked about how it was important that in these future endeavors, they remember who who their fellow classmates were that that aren't going to be there on the stage. Um, Can we talk about how else these students uh, are remembering the lives that they lost given the events what happened last year? Yeah, I mean, I think every student said that they think of their fallen classmates often, if not every day, on graduation night. Lauren is wearing an orange graduation cord to raise awareness about gun violence She's also decorating her heels, and she's putting the initials of the four that they lost on each heel so she can walk across the stage with them 
And, and so I think they're kind of all honoring these students in a lot of different ways. Jace has spoken out at multiple school board meetings, partly because he disagrees with how the school is handling the temporary memorial, which, um, you know, will so far be located in the Performing Arts Center. Many students want the memorial in a place where more students will be able to see it. And also Zoe, you know, is honoring her fallen classmates through like a a sweatshirt program where she was actually wearing one of the sweatshirts at our interviews. It was tan and it had all the names of the students who had passed in different fonts. So whatever money it makes, it goes to like their families. Can you explain her personalities? Hannah, they said she was like kind of really girly and liked flowers. So I tried to do like curly, girly font. Tate, for whatever reason, he was goofy. Tate was everywhere. He's like a great athlete. Bryce Essman. I don't know. He was probably the best athlete in our school, but you would never know it because he was also like one of the kindest kids in our school. He definitely made an impact by the people that I've talked to that knew him. Jace McCarthy. Same with Hannah. Um, I think Hannah hit me the hardest because she was so young. I personally didn't know Madison because she was, she transferred from Clarkson this year and I didn't have any classes with her, but my best friend did and she said she was just like a ray of sunshine and she was just so sweet. And Justin, um, we grew up with him. I have pictures from middle school and everything. We would see him at like football games and stuff. It was funny, but it was annoying because We'd like be standing next to him and he would be just screaming like a crazy man. And he was just kind of the kind of the person like that was just the nicest person to everybody. Like I'm a friendly person, but if I know you. And so it was really weird to see him kind of just say hi to everybody, people that didn't even know him in the hallways. I hope that everyone remembers them. I hope that their names will forever stay through Oxford. Let's fast forward to, to this week. Their high school career has come to a close. What did they say about what this week looks like? What's on their minds? The number one thing uh, that that a lot of them said was, you know, their fallen classmates. But then in another real way, like, I just want to remind everybody that this is high school. And so that there are a lot of, like, cool, fun high school things that are happening, like bonfires and parties. How do you want to celebrate graduation the next few days? I want to celebrate the class of 22 because we have been through a lot with COVID and then everything that happened this year. Graduation was definitely um, a bit stressful. I think it's like, oh crap, it's really ending. I was like, I have no clue what I'm going to wear under that cap and gown. (laughs) Um, If the Board of Education is actually going to hand me my diploma or if they're just going to tell me to walk past them. But definitely, like, wow, it's really over. Um, Definitely my classmates who can't make it to graduation, I've been thinking about recently. I've always been thinking about them, but more than ever. I would like to celebrate just by, of course, just being with friends and family. I don't know, I think it'll be an exciting time, but um, you just, I don't know, you can't uh, enjoy that moment without just kind of thinking back and remembering the other kids who, like, should have enjoyed that moment with us. And what do you want people to learn from this, from Oxford, from what happened? Um, definitely I would just say do not take your friends for granted or do not take the people you love for granted because they could be gone in a split second. There are younger students who are sticking around at Oxford. What do you hope for them? Like, what do you want for them? Um, my little brother is a freshman at Oxford High School 
and I hope that they can turn our school into a positive thing again and learn to have pep rallies again and just have a normal Oxford high school life. If they were there when it happened, hopefully, or hopefully they can like learn to heal, just find a way to let go of some of the anger. And then for future people to come is just respect the people that were at the school when it happened. To just remember to be like very considerate, like with not slamming lockers or not like running and chasing people and screaming in the hallways. So we have that now and even that like everybody's so much more jumpy than they used to be. One last question, which is that like, you've had COVID, you've had a school shooting. Well, like, what is it like to be an American teenager in 2022 that people our age or even, you know, younger or older may not understand? I definitely am trying to keep it positive, but it's definitely harder because there's been a, I don't know, I've had a lot this year that's taken me off course, but I think that we can get through it, especially Oxford, because the amount of town spirit is ridiculous. So I think that will be okay. 2020 teens, I think we've done a lot to try to make change, whether it's the Black Lives Matter marches or for gun violence, because Parkland, who is like a part of my generation, they were probably the closest to ever getting anyone to listen. I mean, people did listen, I listened, but I don't know if government officials really listened. There's, I guess there's, there's, a, there's a huge difference, but at the same time, it's the same. It's just a little bit of perspective kind of thing. Whereas we were, we were both the same age, the same kind of going through the um, new friends, leaving your hometown to go to college and stuff like that. But now with um, everything that, that's happened, whether it be COVID or um, November, it's, uh, it's really just um, different perspective, I would say. And it's allowed me personally and many other kids just to be more grounded in a way and just take things not for granted. I think it's hard being a teenager already because you're trying to find out who you are and you don't know what that is. You don't know what you want to do in college. So you're just kind of taking one day at a time. But I think the Oxford, like our class of 22, has obviously been through COVID. And then what happened on November 30th all changed our perspectives on life. So I think our class especially is very determined and we're very loving towards others. Everyone just says, like, our class motto is love wins. Like, that's all that we know. Is there anything else you want to add? We're definitely Oxford strong. That's that's all I can say about that. So, what's next for these four? Bryce Samuel Ali Essen. Well, Bryce will be taking his talents to Detroit to hoop with the Warriors at Wayne State. Lauren is excited to study at Michigan State University next year. She says it's been her dream since she was a kid to be a Spartan. Jace Jace is taking a gap year to discover where he is happiest. His interests are in criminology, solving crimes, and he said he's always wanted to join the FBI. Finally, Zoe says it's between two historically black colleges, Howard University and North Carolina A&T University. She plans to major in anthropology and minor in sociology. 
This episode was produced by me and Darcy Moran, and additional thanks to Christy Tanner. Anjanette Delgado and Marion Struman are our executive producers, and Peter Batia is our editor. The music for the show is called Fort Trumbull and was produced by DJ Lost Boy. Thanks as always for listening. And if you like the show, please leave a comment. Please rate the show, subscribe and follow the show on whatever platform you listen on and uh, share it with your friends and family. See you next week.